0: What is going on, PGA DFS fans? It is Jason Roslin and Drew Matthews back with a fantasy golf bag podcast for the Valero Texas Open. ton of eyes and ears are going to be tuning into the golf world that don't typically do over the next 10 days, and that just means more and more things to win, or I guess hopefully not lose our money on in the fantasy golf world, Drew. uh ton of eyes, obviously, on the Masters next week, but what I like about these weeks are you can play for the biggest dollars next week by doing good this week, winning a couple of those satellites and so on and so forth. So uh, how are you feeling going into this? week?
1: It's uh, I haven't heard a lot of people talk about the field, but um, it's probably one of the, the weaker fields of the year for sure. So a little bit of a downer <laughs> on that regard. Um, yeah, and it's, it's obviously not... Um, not easy when you have gust right around the corner but it's it's honestly it's a fun golf course it is a fun golf course and there's been some good winners in the past it's uh it's just a matter of trying to trying to make it through one more week one more, one more week and uh, capitalize on some of the the qualifiers like you said I I've missed out on a couple that have been close and then missed it out on some of the Millie Maker, the big millimaker Maker cues um, and obviously with the uh, fantasy golf world championship coming up too I I need to start focusing on that a little bit as well but um yeah i i do like this golf course I do not like wind or weather's gonna be crazy so far but okay. it's uh looks pretty good it is what it is yeah i'm uh surprised to see ricky fowler over 10k first time since 2016
0: probably yeah that's awesome <laughs> maybe and maybe you know, ever i mean i don't know i no, I'm not sure. Sure i've no. ever seen ricky over 10. no he's i think he's been 10k before when we first started doing this a long time ago but uh, it' good to see him back up there, nonetheless. <laughs> it, it does mean his game is probably trending in the right direction, uh, which we'll certainly get to. Yeah, I want to bring up the qualifiers there because, uh, the, you know, the more and more people that come into this game, whether they come into it from wherever because they had never heard of it before, they're coming in from the betting side or coming in from the NFT side through Rainmakers now. Um, it's great because you can win a ticket to the twenty. 20- $222 contest next week that'll give you a million dollars to first for as little as 13 bucks this week and if you guys don't know how to do it the easiest way to find it if you're on your phone or on the computer is to go under types of contest and click qualifiers and satellites that'll filter it out for you and you'll see these contests as well you're going up against 200 lineups roughly give or take in that $13 that I mentioned they also have a 37 and then so on and so forth up to I think like $400 something like that. So uh, check those out if you are looking to try and get into the contest a little bit cheaper and feel good about your lineup this week and that is certainly what we're going to do here on uh, this podcast or at least try and help you do. Uh, Last week anything you need to bring up other than Wyndham Clark not quite getting it done but Matt Wallace getting it done and Sam Burns caught a really hot putter to beat a hot Cam Young in the finals. Yeah, it, it was
1: somewhat uh, not unexpected because all the favorites kind of got through pretty far. But, like, it's the it first is, time yeah. we've seen that happen in a long yep. time, if ever, uh, yes. is, as far as DFS
0: goes. I think the biggest upset was Tony Finau, especially going in, you know, 2-0 against Yama. All he's got to do is get a half no. out of the match in advance. But you're, you're right. Honestly, other than that, there were no real surprises <laughs> Zalatoris, so you and I picked out as the most likely to lose. He he ended up withdrawing. Um, yeah, I mean it's sad that match play is gone now because we finally got the year that we were all waiting for.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I mean that's that's my thing. I I'm probably have to apologize to Noto because I touted like the the putting is so important in match play, and all the ball strikers made it through, and the putters struggled. Like Putnam <laughs> did well, but outside of Putnam, it was it wasn't great for Danny McCarthy or. Uh, it was the other putter. Uh, Poston did okay. Poston, all right. We talked about him on the podcast yeah, last Poston, week. Poston,
0: dude. Poston's match. I I tuned in because I knew the way Sungjae and Poston played, it was gonna come down to them, and they played their second match. Sungjae had command of the match until 16, and Poston drained a nice birdie to get it back to one, then 117, and 118 uh to win the match. Crazy, dude. I don't know if you're kept up on that or not.
1: I didn't. No, I. I had enough lineups last week. I was trying to just figure out which ones were six of sixes. <laughs> you yeah. only had a couple out of, out of a good number of lineups. So it was, it was a downer. You get so excited for these that it's like, especially after the first, I think after the first day, the first day of group play, it was looking really good. Like, okay, you got a bunch of six wins. Right. Yep. And then, yep. you know, a tie or someone else or just a loss. And you're like, no, oh, now what now, now, now they're eliminated because the other guy, on the flip side, he won three straight matches or something. It's it's ridiculous. So yeah, we will
0: say, um, if 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 you're not if you're building to obviously try and win the two hundred and fifty thousand dollar GPP, you need you needed to have somebody like JJ Spawn who who ended up getting mm-hmm. through, obviously. Um, but I, won't I did, say, but I
1: had a lot of ROM. Um, right. And you, uh, you needed to obviously have
0: Spawn with with the guys that made the final four. But to, to a greater degree, you know, again, this doesn't matter that much, obviously, because there is no match play. We don't think next year. But I, I cashed with getting three of six through because I had the final. I had two of the final four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, had had Cameron Young and Sam Burns, and I think I came in 40th in that $500 contest, the three-entry max that we had. So again, we're not going to really, you know, dive too deep into match play, even though we love it because yeah. we're not going to get it. So give yeah, it to me another week. I'm going to win it. <laughs>
1: Yeah. It just seems so easy. You got all the grooves set for yourself. You don't have to overthink
0: it. Yep. But uh yeah, it's fun. It's a fun sweat. It is. It is. Well, we'll get something for it in match uh in the Ryder Cup uh, over the fall. That should be fun. That's a pretty good event. So, all right, let's move on to uh, the Valero Texas. Um of course, off the tee. Not just not just distance, but there are some holes that you need accuracy as well. But the rough isn't very penal. So where's the distinction there, right, Drew? That's kind of my first question to you is it's tough off the tee, but if you miss in the right spots, you're totally fine.
1: Yeah, you have to like miss the rough and then you're in bad spots. The rough itself isn't isn't terrible. Um, But yeah, it's it's really interesting. I think I think people are going about it different ways. Um, For me personally, when I started looking through some of the numbers, the driving distance on this course is up there with with the tour average. So like these yeah. guys aren't trying to hit a lot of fairways by laying back. No. Um, the driving accuracy number is is lower than the tour average. So yeah, it's harder to hit the fairways. But the other flip side is it's also really hard to hit the green. So guys are just trying to get driver down there, try to keep it in play. Like you just got to play well. Yeah, um, it's not super low scoring. So it's I think really it's you need you need good drivers. Like I, I do think distance helps um, generally off the tee on this golf course, I think will help. And we've seen a combination of that just, I don't wanna to say total driving, but if you think about like Corey Connors, he's like the prototypical, I'm gonna hit it straight. I'm gonna hit it pretty far or just yeah. slightly above average. Yep. And that just gives them an opportunity for all the greens and regulation, which is the only way you can get around here. Cause it's, it's not easy to scramble. There's a lot of runoffs. Um, they're gonna be tightly mown. It's, um, it's tough. Yeah. So we should see a winning score, you know, low teens, probably 10 to, to the 1300 par I'm guessing. Um, yeah, I think in the past the we've the seen –
0: yeah.
1: well, in the past we've seen it close to, like, high teams. Uh, I think Spieth yep. won here 20 yep. – or no, 18. 18. Yep. So uh, I think as long as there's not a lot of wind, um, they can get it done. But the field is a little bit weaker than, in my opinion at least, um, yep. than what we've seen some of those years. As guys got ready for Augusta, it doesn't seem like they're doing that as much. You no,
0: know, especially – again, we don't know what the schedule is going to look like next year, but especially with match play there, you know, everybody – that needed to get their reps basically did other than the guys that are that i'm concerned about well zalatori's being one of them um let me just go back to a point that you said it's it's tough around the green here right we know that this course has over the last couple of years since taking the spot all of the masters tried to mimic what the players might see the next week right and it makes around the green here very difficult so when you look at a player, say like Will Gordon, right, who's ranked 170th uh, strokes gained around the green this season on tour, and obviously is not greater in that category, or at least statistically speaking, do you think it makes it easier for them to lose less strokes or therefore maybe even gain strokes against the field because it's so much harder for everybody else? It seems like maybe he struggles where other people can, you know, excel where it's a little easier. Um, I guess what I'm asking is if it's harder. Does that make the field more condensed in terms of strokes gained and lost?
1: In general, that usually does. I would take the putting analogy there. You know, if it's tough for everybody, then the worst putters are probably going to have an equalizing opportunity there. So, yeah, I think – I mean, you can have a couple guys excel. It's not – they're not going to, like, crush the field. So, yeah, I think think because it's more difficult, then that takes a little bit of pressure off of them. Um, The other flip side, though, I will say is if they do have a hole in their game – they're going to have a lot of tests <laughs> around yeah. the green. So yep. it's it's kind of a give and take. Like I think for putting, I think that's 100% true. Like the tougher the greens are to putt, you know, guys are going to condense to a certain, you know, strokes gain range. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think around the green, there's just a little bit more caveats to it and for a lot, a lot of different reasons. But I'll, I'll agree to your point um, in a general sense that that's right. I think it does provide some type of uh, breathing room that they know that they don't have to go right. shoot seven yeah. or – six under par every day. Um, So they don't have to get up and down every single time.
0: But that's not to say that Will Gordon, who I just brought up will not make an eight because it's very difficult around the green here. And he hits five around the green. So let's just be clear about that. But if he has a statistically normal week in that category, he'll be closer to the field average than he normally is. I think that's what I was trying to get at, but, um, Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean,
1: that, that's true. That's yeah. definitely true.
0: Yeah. Uh, but there's definitely that option. I, I, I just envision, you know, Justin says not playing in this event, thankfully, because he would be one where I'd be like, yeah, you can chalk him up for a double or worse uh, because of the around the green problems. But uh, he's not playing. So anyways. OK, let's uh, talk about a couple of golfers that we've already mentioned uh, already. But this course takes a, a lot of approaches from that. I'll say two ten 10 to 20 to 250 plus range. Uh, because of its length the par 5s all reachable but they're all going to give you about 250 plus. Uh found some guys names that I think are interesting there. Austin Eckrode finally had a good week down in Corrales. I'm willing to stay there. Camp Davis is I think maybe finally ready to break out. Could be a potential guy that, you know, to sneak in for for a victory even. Uh finally likes golf again. Um and then let's see, how about Ryan Palmer play him in Texas? I guess that's the theory. Yeah. Um, there's four names. Uh, I'll let you run with those for a minute.
1: Yeah, Ryan Palmer's come up a couple times. I think I think I have the old uh, uh the old narrative that if there's no water, then you play Ryan Palmer. Yeah. Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Generally speaking, I think he's had a decent run at Sony, but he's the, the few times I've ever watched him at Sony, he's hit it in the water, believe it or not, one of the holes, and there can't be that many out there. Um, But yeah, to your point, I think I think you're spot on with the with the ranges. Um, I have I have a lot just in the high, you know, 150 to 200 that I'm looking at. So it's not too surprising. I think Ben Martin, Alex Small, you brought up um, Robbie Shelton. And and I think it's interesting this week if if you think of it from a sense of um, the golf course being super demanding. So obviously missing greens is going to be happening for everybody. And scrambling is also gonna be pretty difficult. I think just taking a broad brush, especially with this field of, of tee to green, is gonna get you in a pretty good spot. Um, you know, mm-hmm. people people can skin a cat different ways. You know, if it's not gonna be overly long, you know, you don't have to really bomb it like Sanderson or something, they're gonna do pretty well here. And I think you can caps, encapsulate a lot of that through stroke skiing tee to green. So I think for some people, man, it might just be simplifying their process this week and seeing who, who are the best guys just getting yep. to the green in the fewest shots relative to the field over however many rounds especially in this field I, that's what i keep gravitating to um i'm not too tied up with the approaches because it does look like there can be a pretty significant range um like for me like i have the super prop sheet up so this is just more of yeah. a talking point but like for robbie shelton and he's yeah. played here um quite a few times i think a couple of times yeah, at least
0: had that corn fairy tour event that he played in the COVID year. And he, you know, probably played here a couple of times on the PGA. Yep.
1: Well also, yeah. So I don't have the corn fairy da- data in here, but like just him between him and Smalley will say he's got 36% of his shots from 150 to 175. Smalley only has 21% of his shots, 150 to 175. So that can obviously vary dramatically depending on yeah. the weather. Yeah. Um, and some of that could be skewed because of the weather where they played in s- severe headwind or downwind on certain holes and they they kind of get bucketed up so that's all to say i think i'm taking a pretty general approach this week yeah. i really like the tee to green aspect obviously i think off the tee is kind of under the radar in a sense uh everyone loves hitting approaches when the greens and regulation are tough but i think you have to set it up i really do think you have to work away from the green here and, and tee well shots as well as are going to be not- vital
0: as long as you're not too wild, again, I think distance is a benefactor here. I, I would lean toward your more bombers in this scenario. Again, I'm not going to say that they're going to come out and win. We're not just trying to pick the winner. We're also trying to pick five guys around them that are going to perform well. Uh, one guy I want to bring up in, in terms of greens and regulation, just kind of piggybacking off of that. Saw had a career-best PGA Tour finish a couple of weeks ago in his new home of Jacksonville. And the players, it's Aaron Rice, 7,900, tremendous yeah. talent, Throw him in with the Nikolai Hoygaard, who's getting a start here because of his second place at Corrales last week. And we've got some DP World Tour talent that you and I, I know, have been following for years. It's great to see them come through. Um, I hope Rasmus joins Nikolai. I think these guys are great players, and I'd love to yeah. see them on the PGA Tour full-time. And it looks like we're getting it.
1: Yeah, they're the they're the next generation for sure. He's very hot and cold on the European tour, so he's gonna have to clean up some things to be a, a mainstay on the PGA tour. But the talent's there. I mean, he's hitting at like 340. Um, some of those over there, he's hitting at like 360. So he obviously can can murder it. But um, I think, Ry is definitely in play. He's probably one of my favorites. Um, there's a couple. I think Will Gordon is absurdly cheap.
0: Yeah, 7200 there.
1: It just seems like a bad price, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at least to me. So. Agree. Again, I think I think you're spot on. Like looking at like our weighted greener regulation number, if you just take a, a a broad approach to this week, I think you're gonna land on a lot of good plays. And then it's just a matter of getting, you know, your right the right player pool matched up with the right six guys on yeah. the right lineup. But yeah, I mean you're exactly. spot on. Just start, just sorting by that, you're getting Rye, Straka, uh, Will Gordon, right. Joseph yeah. Bramlett, Hickok, who's been playing well, and Terrell Hatton's up there. So that can't mm-hmm. be awful. So I really yeah. do like that.
0: Let me bring up another name since we're talking about DP World Tour. Maybe the biggest standout that really hasn't come over here that much, that finally has over the last couple of weeks, is Ryan Fox. He looks good at the match play last week. He's going to keep pounding starts here in the next couple of weeks, and he could get his STM, special temporary membership, and we could see a lot of him. I love this guy's swing. I mean, he's a big, rugged guy, and he can move the ball. Again, I, I, I hate sounding like a DP World Tour stand, but – These are maybe like the five guys that you know I I said to myself, you know, a year or two ago that I'm like, yeah, these guys could compete on the PGA tour regularly if they did it. Um, and now we're seeing it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to look it up really quick. I think he had this is last year on the European tour, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight top fours. Yeah. Eight top fours last year. I mean, the dude, yeah, I mean, it's still the European tour, but that's impressive. You mean you're beating a lot of guys. So, yeah, he's, I do like him this weekend.
0: You know, Rom and such played in them. They may have won them, but they still, you know, the field was, wasn't was um, like it was this past weekend, let's say, uh, over on the European Tour. So, yeah, i he's,
1: he's a great driver. And if you look at his numbers, um, I mean, everything looks pretty good. Uh, T14 at yeah. Arnold Palmer, which is a great test. T to green. The player obviously a great test. T to green. And those are two, you know, styles of play where you really have to get it and play off the tee. Um. yeah, I think Fox is a a good option.
0: Let's talk about Matt Kuchar for a second. 9,200 certainly, in my opinion, has had a resurgence in his game. Looks like he's gained a little speed off the tee. His, His distance numbers certainly look much better than they have in years past where they were dropping tremendously. But I'll be honest, I was ready to write this guy off. I think I've said it on this very podcast a couple of times this year. I was ready to write him off. I don't think so now. (laughs) <laughs> he yeah. makes the cut every year here now i would rather go with the ricky fowler and we'll make it to augusta over matt kuchar but still i think kuchar deserves a couple of spots in lineups this week are you clicking that name or is it just me here on this panel
1: no i do i felt like i was the only guy clicking them this week everyone's going up to ricky like you said
0: um and yep. obviously going to get some ownership i'm fading ty Hatton. and just want to be clear
1: that's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, I, see, I, the big reason is I believe Corey Connors is playing better. I think we've seen the pinnacle of Hatton's form in this in this little blip. And I think Corey Connors is going the other way. I mean, if he closes out Cam Young last week, he could have made it to the Final Four. And now we're talking about him as an overwhelming favorite this week, if that was the case. Yeah, to be fair,
1: I, I have not looked into what his hand injury was or if it even was a hand injury. He just wanted to exit early. Um, yeah, But yeah, right. I mean, with Augusta around the corner, it's probably not something I really want to mess with. Corey Conner's obviously playing great. Um, I think we saw the, not to diverse too much. So yes, Matt, Matt Kuchar, definitely in play. I love I love him. This week, course history, he's a course history guy. And this is he his is. course history. Yep. Um, even when he's been playing bad, he would show up here and lock it in. And, and Ryan Palmer's kind of in that same, what's that?
0: Yeah, he would show up here with no form and still throw up a top twenty.
1: Exactly. So, I mean, everyone's got their own course history somewhere and yep. Kuchar definitely seems like he's got it here. Uh, we still have, like, good residual stats for Chris Kirk. But, I, again, I still think Kuchar's course history trumps it for me. Um, I think a funny one, I don't know if you saw this on on Twitter or maybe just the golf last week, but did you see Taylor Montgomery's um, playoff
0: shot? Oh, dude, I, I did see it on Twitter. And I don't, I, I don't think I've seen something as bad since Kevin Na. You remember when Na was going through that phase?
1: Yeah, he had the well. He couldn't take it back.
0: I don't think I don't
1: think he's got the yips. I think he just. He, I, don't, I I think we've seen his ball striking is really not that good. I mean, we we've talked about his putter saving him, but it's fine when you're getting it around okay, and then the putter is making you know thirty footers. But that was like to me, wow, this guy really doesn't have it tee to green. I so would say, on a course like this, I'm yeah, really afraid of Taylor Montgomery.
0: I think you and I said uh, a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about Montgomery that. He's a player that is going to continually cash checks on the PGA tour because he's a great putter, right? We, yeah. We've seen it. You know, when Spieth wasn't a good uh Tita green player like he is now, mm-hmm. he would survive by his putting. Montgomery might be a better putter than Spieth, and he can also hit the ball 350 yards when he wants to. Now, when he gets into contention, if you look at all of his finishes, none of them really came from first page leaderboard going into Sunday, it was all a good Sunday move. Yeah. I think when he gets into contention, he's going to struggle mightily with that golf swing, mm-hmm. truthfully. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, and it simple. looks just
1: like DJ. His swing is like DJ too. I don't know if anyone listening has seen his swing, but like when I watched it, I was Except like, for okay, that one. Yeah, exactly. that one. I mean, the result was not like DJ, but the swing looks similar to the same, the same type of move. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think again, I, I got burned by him on one of these courses where ball striking was, was important. Was it maybe Valspar? I can't remember which one it was. Uh, might've been the players, but I, I, am out on Taylor Montgomery. I mean, that, that was straight awful. And these guys all hit bad shots, but chunking, chunking your three with 120 yards is very hard to do.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh,
1: no, no. I mean, if, if you chunked it, you'd probably still go 200 yards. So <laughs> Look,
0: 120. I, listen, I'm making fun of him because I I won my flight with my member member this past weekend and in the shootout all you got to do is hit a 180 yard shot into like a 25 yard fairway and I hit a 195 yard shot into the right fucking trees excuse my language uh, <laughs> and I uh, and I gave my partner no shot. You played my you played my course. It's the first hole where you have to hit something like 190. There's Creek and woods everywhere. and Yeah. Right. Yeah. Trees, of course. Um, so I'm still having nightmares about that. I'm sure Taylor Montgomery is having nightmares about his three wood in the playoff there. Um, hopefully it doesn't carry over. I think he's a pretty good prospect, but at 9900, nope. I'll go up to Corey Conner. So I think he's going to win this week. Uh, yep, love Uh, I think he's going to win. And then I hope Ricky wins, right? I think Corey's going to win, but I, I hope Ricky does win. Uh, let's talk about Ricky for a second. Cause we haven't yet. Um, Let's talk about the course fit we all want him to win or most people in the golfing world i guess want him to win uh but uh, let's talk about the course fit for a second if you've got anything on him there
1: i mean just based on his recent form like he's been gaining a lot of strokes on approach off the tee has kind of been hit or miss so that i, I i'm probably lower on fowler than than you are and i certainly the other people that i've heard um he's got pretty good course history but it's not like it's not like crazy great um but I know, the, I know the narrative is to get into, get into Augusta. He's obviously trending in the right direction, so I'm not denying that. But I, I think I, I'm with you on Connors. Fowler just seems like a little, bit, a little bit of a stretch for me to get to where he's at. And I know I'm in the minority there, especially on this particular podcast. But um, I, he's definitely playing well. But I, I think off the tee is going to be pretty important for a win at least. And he's got yeah, a win. And that's, that's probably my main concern. Yeah.
0: Um, looking up. You don't here. have to throw stuff. You can. I can. Yeah, can I just. I, I was holding. I was holding a pen, and it just flipped out of my hand as I went to go try and look up his name. Sound like he um, like you
1: punched a TV? No, TV. I mean it's. He's totally. Fine. I know. He's one so of the best close. players
0: here. Our listeners are gonna hate me for that. Post <laughs> my mic. Oh my gosh. Um Ricky Valher, all right. I just want to look up his course history. I thought it was two top twenties, and it is two top twenties and a missed cut, but last year clearly not the same golfer that he is this year. But I mean, look at look at Matt Kuchar's course history. Right. Two twelve seven. Yeah, I mean it's incredible. Yeah. I that's mean, like, there's crazy. a lot of us. Really, yeah, there is. And um, I
1: always view it, I always view course history in that lens. Like if you make if you make a cut every year at a golf course, that, that doesn't tell me the full story. But if you show me like, yeah, I finished dead last after the cut or missed the cut, but then I finished 10th. Like you know, four out of five years, or inside top 10, four out of five years, that's course history to me. Yeah, so I love seeing that with Kucher, and um, I'm sure we'll get some regression this year after we're talking it into existence. But yes. yeah, I mean, I just it's really tough for me to get up to Fowler. I'm not, I don't have enough conviction yet. Okay,
0: my top mid range play, uh, we'll, we'll call it say the 9,000 range. We already talked about uh, Ryan Fox, so. I'll let you go from Siwoo Kim all the way down to the 8,000 range. I mentioned Cam Davis, but playing just as much, if not a little bit more than Cam Davis, it's J.J. Spawn. I think this guy is a form golfer. I think that we got went through a little bit of a stretch there uh, through the players in Arnold Palmer where he was in the bad wave. He does struggle in the wind. Um, he just has never played well. But here's a guy when he's in form – I mean, you run through the W, you know, the Mayakova tournament, T15, T15, T5, T12 through the Sony Open. I mean, that's kind of the form he gets in. He's kind of a better Chez Revi, in my opinion. And yeah. I think we saw a breakout last week at the WGC. He looked really good in group stage. So I'm going to go back to him, 8,900. I think he's great value this week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I like Spawn. I don't know if I played him last week because he was just so cheap and if it's have hard been- to avoid it or if it was a sharp play on my, on my behalf, but I'll take the credit. Oh, I do think I think Spawn is, is a good player. It was a very pick. sharp play. Maybe
0: <laughs> play his, honestly though, it was maybe the sharpest play in the slate. He was min price and you needed to have him. Him I and know. In, and you were golden, basically.
1: Yeah. It's just it's funny though when you start playing those guys and they go and then you get bumped up to uh and and some, some other high price guy.
0: That was the problem. Rahman, yeah, Ram was, was out were were the big guys that that messed up a ton of lineups there for sure. Yeah.
1: So I mean like once you play him I think the optimizer's like playing He's him just a jam ramen. Yeah. So I yeah, in this range, I mean all these guys, all these guys are kind of in play. Like I kind of brushed over Kirk. Um, Kirk's form looks fantastic and he actually has similar Kuchar course history. So, yep. I'm very tempted um it's it's just I would
0: think he he he's in my list of an eye to next week though because he hasn't played there in so long, if I'm not mistaken. Right. And Augusta, yeah, I'm sure yeah, it's gonna watch. He's the Georgia guy. He's one of those like if I'm one shot to the cut coming down Friday, I'm you know, I don't know if these guys do that or not, but it just seems to me it's like, all right, if we're in contention, we're playing. If we're not in contention, you know, might might be an early weekend. I have no idea if that's true, but that's kind of where, depend. yeah. It depends kind on my guy, mindset guy sure. is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely true. You could you could kind of see that when McIlroy really gets outside the cut. And I made that joke at the players. Like, do you do you really think he's going to be excited to come show up on Saturday if he's
0: 18 shots back of the lead and say, <laughs> and yeah, "I'm doing Scott, it for the fans." There's no yeah, way. And it's, it's got, yeah, and it's Scottie Scheffler, not like you know I Min mean, Lee. I knew it was up there, but.
1: Some guys yeah. just seem nice about it. Like, I don't know. Scheffler seems like the guy, like he's two shots outside of the cut. And he's like, yeah, I want to make the cut. I don't know. <laughs> he just yeah. seems like the kind of guy that he's just going through the rhythms and he's like, or he accidentally makes the cut. Who knows? Yeah, Yeah, so he's two guess- shots out of the lead and he's like, oh, dang. I, now I have to go play this weekend. So so
0: I, I guess my theory is Sewell, Kim, and Chris Kirk, I'm throwing into that bucket. So I'm, I'm you can't play everybody, right? And it's not like I'm going to have zero. I'm going to make about 150 lineups this week. You know, I have some Cebu Krim and Chris Kirk on the Rainmakers already, so it's not like I'm not going to yeah, play them. But um, I would <laughs> rather click J.J. Spawn's name or even going down to Matt Wallace, uh, who we saw battle speed a couple of years ago in the final group here. He's not qualified for Augusta based on the win last week, I don't believe. Um, I'm pretty sure alternate field events are not getting it this year, but I think they may be getting it next year. I'm not sure. Still, um, uh, I – I think that he still has plenty of motivation to go out and maybe win again this week. Uh certainly playing well. He is. Um yeah,
1: no no real issues with Matt Wallace. I mean his accuracy off the tee is not the best, and we don't have much data from last week. So it's it's really just looking through that, it's thin, I think. I like a little bit cheaper, I would probably be pretty excited to play him. You but know, I, his I guess have been rather
0: good. go Huygard and Rye over Rye. I like
1: that. I like yeah. Rye quite a bit. Um yeah. I and even, yeah. even in that range, I mean, I'm tempted to go to Davis if no one's going to jump to him. I will, I mean, for sure. a decent format at the players. He said he was six. So I'll buy
0: yeah. into that a little bit. Definitely. Um, about yeah, yeah. Thomas Dietrich, the guy drives the ball so well, but kind of maybe the only thing he's good at. No, no, I shouldn't say that. He's decent around the green and on the green as well. Just not great with his irons. I think, I
1: think some of the European guys are just streaky in that way. Like, it just, okay. yeah. I mean, I, I think... Like uh, even Fox, Fox can be be super good, and the next week or whatever course, it just doesn't fit them or it gets off to a bad start. They're just a little bit more volatile. So yep. I think Dietrich at that point, uh, at least from the limited amount of so time great. I've followed him. Yeah,
0: so so, so play him.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I I think the I think the seven K range is really loaded. I, I mentioned um, Will Gordon being excessively too cheap. I don't know. I just to me it just seems like a number that stood stood out as, as soon as I looked him. it up. Like I thought it was a typo. Yeah. my fault. My fault. So um, Alex Smalley's there. Love Alex Smalley. I think Nick Taylor's a good a good price shot um,
0: maker right there for sure. He's been playing great this season.
1: Yeah, I think this whole range is good. I mean, I'm playing a lot of Robbie Shelton. Me too. He's been hit or miss. He does not ben play on. very well.
0: I'm in, I'm ben on
1: perfect. Yeah, Ben on's another one. I think he actually has good course history. I could be wrong on that. Works, yeah, top
0: cool. ten a couple of years ago here.
1: Yeah. So as far as like ball striking, he's like paramount for yeah. for playing well. Peter
0: green, I too. I think he's maybe, like, top five in Shirts getting around the green this season.
1: That's impressive. That's probably why I know. he's playing a little better.
0: Yeah. Oh, see, Woo Kim does have some really good course history, you know, but I guess at 9,700, I'm okay fading him as his top finish being fourth place. You know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with that. That, that, that doesn't scare me all that much. You know, I know he's made the cut five straight years here, but still – You know, only one top five. And as 9,700, I'm okay going there. Just a name that I glanced over when I was uh, looking at stuff. Okay, a couple of other names in this 7K or below range. I mentioned Austin Eckrode. We, neither you or I love his golf swing, but we know how street (laughs) these young golfers can get. I'm going to Eckrode. I'm sticking with Batia until he wins on the PGA Tour. That could be this week. Who knows? Uh, And Pearson Cootie. Oh, dude, I don't even want to talk about the Valspar missed cut there because that just it just killed me. I had such a good lineup. Uh, all, he was right on the cut. So not all missed cuts are made equal um, or missed equal, uh, depending on which way you want to look yeah. at it. And for me, I'm going back to him. I think a difficult course uh, suits him well. If I looked at you know the wins that he's won on the Corn Ferry Tour, each of those have been not 65 under par like some of the other events there. Um, so I'm going to him and Doug Gim has shown a little bit of form here in the last two weeks. I'll have a little of him and then Michael Kim, not only has Michael Kim been playing well, three straight made cuts with a top 10 last week, but he's also been very vocal on Twitter. Not, not last week, sorry, Puerto Rico, but still three straight made cuts. Those are a couple of names at 7k and below for me that I'll be clicking. Uh, I'll turn it over to you.
1: Yeah, there's not a ton of guys like I, I really easily filter first thing up on the cheap guys is just like are they hitting at least the field average on greens and regulation. There's not many guys that are doing that. Yeah. Um, one is surprisingly Kevin's way and the other is Russell Knox, but I've, I've completely I'm completely fading Russell Knox for the rest of my life. I think um, he just does not get it done, even though he pops for whatever reason. Um, I think a couple interesting ones though that are down here. Augusto Nunez is a guy that's been popping up a lot, and I haven't played him a ton. Um, he's at 6,700. I think he's interesting. Vincent Norman, he went to Oklahoma State with Matthew Wolf. Okay. Um, I think he's. Yep. I think he had a good finish on the Corn Ferry Tour. I think he had a win recently, if I'm not mistaken. I Who's check. this Norman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did. Look, check just kidding. He had a T21 at Puerto Rico Open. He might have been close in contention. He had T16 last week. So, that's um, pretty solid form. Yeah, that's a name that I didn't think about all that much, but but I like. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of good data to use. Like, he hasn't had a lot of good finishes where we do track it. And yep. but I remember his name popped up a couple of times, so I I looked into it. It's not terrible. Um,
0: I don't think right, let me throw let me throw a pack of 4, actually sorry, 5 guys that have combined Missed like zero cuts here in the last 20 starts. I know this is crazy, but Dylan Fortelli he's three for three. Ben Martin, four for four. Kevin Stroman five for five. Martin Laird, five for five. Throw out Matthias Schwab, who's one for one. Any of those names do you like uh, on the course history angle alone this week? Any that you can get clicking, let's put it that way.
1: Yep, Ben Martin.
0: Ben, playing good golf.
1: Yeah, he is. Uh, T.A. last week, and actually some of his stats looked pretty good back through um, February. So, Ben Martin, I think, is an interesting one. He's not going to be very long, but he's going to hit it straight. He shouldn't make a bunch of doubles or hopefully Surprising. not so many bogeys. But
0: playing good golf, right? Yeah, I would say kind of one of the surprises of the season. For sure, yeah. You know, we look at his FedEx rank. I think he's in the top 50 now.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, he's, he's really had some good right. finishes.
0: Yep.
1: Have a couple top tens that'll do it for you. So, for sure. um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, like I said, the seven Ks is loaded, so that's probably the main reason why I'm not touching too many guys over 10K. I think it's not really a balanced build when I, you know, have only one guy at oh, nines, yeah. but I think there's a lot of sevens that have win potential or top ten potential, and that's kind of what I want to litter it with. So
0: yeah, let's let's talk about Hideki Matsuyama for I I only need four seconds because I'm yeah. not I'm not playing it. <laughs> Yeah, there's no need for me to. Now, even if he's 5% owned, maybe I'll have him in a lineup or two, but I'm not putting him in anything important. I think he's way more of a withdrawal risk than he is the top 10.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's no point. I just,
0: yeah.
1: He's just he's just off limits for yep. a different reason than Montgomery. But yeah, a lot of these guys are just not there. I think Corey Connors will probably just be my highest owned um, up here over 9K. And it's 100%. A lot of reasons. I mean, good, good. Good form, good course fit, and good course history, and that that adds up for me.
0: Totally agree. Um, Okay, I think we've covered a good amount of names. MJ Duffy and Sam Stevens are two guys that played well last week down at Corrales that did also have good performances in that Corn Ferry Tour event that was held here. That was also won by Davis Riley, a guy that you and I are definitely high on, but uh, Mm -hmm. took Scotty Scheffler to eighteen. What a premium price. He was probably the one that I was like, "Wow, he's kind of seems overpriced." He hasn't, he hasn't gotten the to top ten this year. Why are we at ninety five hundred here for Davis Riley?
1: I mean, I, I assume it's a lot has to do with Vegas, and he's trending back to where like his two thousand twenty two um, end of the season.
0: It is trending. One. I don't disagree. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you there. It just seems like I don't know. Defending champion I mean, JJ. Seems to be yeah. like it's good, and we got six hundred dollars cheaper. To go down to spawn.
1: Yeah, you could pretty much rattle off all these names, like Siwoo Kim, Chris Kirk, and then you see Davis Riley. And what or does that make sense? No, it doesn't. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I'll probably be clicking his name. I'm not scared off of the price. Uh, I, I I think he's just going in the right direction. And I think he has enough win equity to um to pay it off, especially if a lot of these nine K plus guys fail, which. We haven't really talked about it, and a lot of it's wind-driven, but this course does have a lot of chaos. Um, it does. You know, guys guys make a double bogey coming in, or they'd have to birdie 18, which is a par 5, and they don't do it. So it's a
0: uh, – Luke Glover in play for you?
1: No, not yeah. as of now.
0: Yeah, 18-4 four and 14 in the last three years here, so just wanted to bring up the question. I,
1: I mean, it's got to merge a little bit with form, and I, haven't, I have not I seen it, or at least nothing popped for me.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's got to match up. It's even, Kevin yeah, Chapman really, was there if you really want to dive deep.
1: Yeah. Like I, like I brought up the, the Matt Kucher, like he's played well here even with poor form. I, I still didn't play him on the years when he had poor form. It's right. just like, a, I don't know, I'm trying to catch a falling knife and it just happens to be a great All course right. for him. So.
0: Are right, you ready You ready for my poor form play of the week? I, I, I think that's an interesting yeah. point. A guy that I think in the next two weeks – is is going to make the cut. And, yeah, I know that sounds, oh, Jason, that's not a big deal to make the cut. Well, he's only made two out of ten this year. It's Cam Champ. But here's a guy that we know can have zero semblance of form, catch a hot putter, hit the ball 700 yards in the middle of the fairway, and all of a sudden win. This is a field that he can do it against, and this is a course that if both of those things are working, he could maybe do it on. He's also in the field last uh, next week because of a uh, top 12 at Augusta next week. He's done very well there. So I know it's weird, but from a rainmakers perspective, I'm actually buying, I know we don't talk a lot about that on the show, but from a rainmakers perspective, I'm buying because he's really cheap and he's going to play at minimum the next three weeks because there's the RBC right after, which is, you know, an elevated event. So um, I think we get a top 20 finish out of Cam champ here in the next couple of weeks okay it's kind of my fire take of the week my poor form play of the week do you have any poor form plays of the week that you want to get uh going again
1: uh, he's more iffy than poor form like definitely not that poor poor form. yeah um, yeah yeah two attempts so
0: <laughs> so eric van ruling i like quite a bit okay
1: um he's
0: just oh, he's just so um, high he's not gonna be cool. van ruining my lineups yet yeah, no yeah, yeah bye, i mean some people hate him
1: but um i i think he has he's coming off some good finishes yeah. And he's he's played well um, at this course, so he's second, in T-D Green at the Valspar. Again, I think there's enough upside at his price. Like I said, you could just you could probably leave a lot of salary on the table and possibly get lucky in the seven K range because I could I could very well see a winner coming in the seven K range.
0: Yeah, if it's not probably right. more
1: so than the eight K range, not the not the bash on JJ Spawn, but I mean yeah. honestly, there's not a lot that pops out to me in the eight Ks. The seven Ks look like that's a Val- that's a Valero leaderboard.
0: List to me, yeah. Honestly, I, I could see Aaron <laughs> Rye being right there come Sunday. So, all right, we've done this for about 40 minutes. Um, that's where we like to keep it. I think everybody knows where we're going in terms of our plays. Certainly, if you're going Cordy Connors, Ricky Fowler, you've got to throw in Will Gordon. I think Drew and I have both pounded yeah. the table on that one. It's silly not to. Uh, if you're looking at other types of cores, you know, Matt Kuchar, J.J. Spawn, Cam Davis, uh, that's a little bit less aggressive and fading all the 10K guys like you and I talked about. Uh, that's the route I would go. Maybe even throw in Davis Riley instead of Matt Kuchar for maybe a little bit more upside. Um, although Kucher, like we've said, has had upside at this course. So yeah. uh, that I think will do it. We'll end it as we always do with who we think is going to win. I do think Corey Connors is going to win this week. What I saw last week of him playing against Maybe one of the hottest golfers on tour right now, and Cameron Young taking him all the way to the end was enough for me to say he will take down this field this week. Something he's already done at this course. Um, so that's how I'll do it, and we'll see you at the Masters next week, obviously. But before we get on out, let's get your winner. Maybe you're going to agree with me, or go somewhere else. I'm guessing it's not Ricky Fowler, though.
1: It's not Ricky Fowler. I do agree with Corey Connors, but to give you just one other name, I, th- I think Cooch yeah. could be the the guy this week. Oh man, he could be like under the radar. Imagine under the radar Kuchar.
0: finishing it off. Oh man. So, Stealing it from Ricky. Imagine if it's Coocher against Ricky on Sunday, too, for that. Oh man.
1: Perfect. Kuchar. Probably Kuchar. Be better TV than you've seen.
0: Everyone tunes. Honestly, it like, may be one of the highest rated PGA tour events of season if it's that. Um uh, yeah. the those just those namesakes. so It'd be I better, better than Corey
1: Connors and siwoo Kim for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: Si Woo Kim's Kim is probably a bad example. The Korean audience would join in. We'll say Corey Connors and Taylor Montgomery.
0: Yeah, oh, the Canadian yeah. people, might, people might chime in just to see if Taylor Montgomery can keep it together there in the last it's three holes. It was terrible, but yeah, I I do hope he cleans it up. We we never want to see that. You know, we're not making fun of it. It's just it's it is. It's difficult. surprising
1: to see at that level yeah.
0: that that
1: yeah guys hit bad yeah. shots all the time. I rarely see a hundred and twenty yard three wood.
0: But. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, come out and play with me and uh, you might see a couple of more. Uh, All right. Well, until next week, everybody, we're going to have some great stuff going on. Of course, stay with us. Uh, Join us on FantasyGolfBag.com. We're going to be having a master's deal. So if you're not already a subscriber, stay tuned for that. Next couple of days, we'll be getting it out there so that you can see it and join us uh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, Also, uh, join me on the Underdog Streets contest is about halfway full i would say 100k to first over on underdog for the best ball for majors only i'm having a ton of fun i love the lineups that i got going into it use promo code golf bag over there if you're doing your first deposit you'll get up to a hundred dollars match and of course check out my rainmakers content if you're just getting into that uh so much going on in the fantasy golf and golf betting world it is very welcomed and loved here so until next week everybody Good luck this week at the Valero, and we will see you for the Masters. Cheers, everybody.